0: Alrighty, welcome back, legends. So, just a quick recap on the last podcast that was with Ben and Dolt. We were just going over a couple things. Um, one of them was uh, how Dolt has started up his new business. Now, from talking to him, it is, is all going very well. Um, one of the other things was Ben and how he's gotten into psychology, um, as well as his training For both of them, obviously, Dalt being Ben's coach during lockdown uh, 2020. So some really good insights there from the boys. Obviously, very excited for the next big step for Dalt, And uh, some great stuff coming out of Ben. So very exciting there. Now, guys, uh, you are in store for an absolute treat today. We've got Scotty back on. Now, Scotty was uh, the original. He was episode one, season one um absolute full of gold nuggets this man now if there's one thing i can recommend it is paying attention to what this man has to say sadly uh due to my uh, learning along the way on how to podcast the first episode of season one wasn't the best audio quality however It is still one of our highest listened to episodes. Now, if you can tolerate the bad audio uh, and you are in a relatively quiet space, you would get some absolute gold nuggets out of this man team. Um, I cannot recommend listening to that enough. However, I do understand because of the, uh, the lack of audio quality, Um, You may not want to listen to it. And look, that's completely fine. But we've got him back on for the second time. Scotty, again, has some absolute gold nuggets. Like I said, team, I know you're going to absolutely love this. So... Buckle up, get ready! It's going to be a banger this one. And remember, team, I would love to hear your thoughts on uh, the episodes. So please feel free to reach out. You can obviously find us at our uh, ATP Podcast on Instagram. You can also find me at uh, Josh J Atkins on Instagram. Um, and guys, tag the show, tag myself. Would love to know that you're listening. Would love to uh, reshare those as well. So again. Um, the ATP podcast is where it's at on Instagram and as well as myself, Josh J Atkins. So get along team. Um, And I want to, I want to reshare all of your stuff. I want to get you up there as well, team, if you've got uh, any recommendations, so if you know anyone with a great story, uh, you know, anyone that's been able to overcome any adversities from COVID, we would love to hear it. And as well as just life. So obviously stuff before everything hit the, before, sorry, before all the shit hit the fan, we'd love to know about it as well, we love getting new people on the uh, podcast, we love sharing their stories, so if you know anyone, or you yourself, uh, think you've got a good story to tell, hit me up, you can obviously get me uh, at all those places which I just uh, mentioned previously, but for now guys, we've got Scotty, episode 3, season 2, guys, you're gonna love it, so let's buckle up, straddle in, grab yourself a brew, and keep on kicking them. What's going on, legends? My name's Josh Atkins, and you're listening to Australia's Most Adventurous Podcast. All right, I'm just going to spike. Perfect. Scotty. Joshy. Welcome back, mate. Season two. Thank you, mate.
1: I've got myself looking at the microphone, but with your beautiful
0: <laughs> Mate, great to have you back. Um, really excited. A lot has happened in the last probably year and a half since it's been.
1: It's been eight, um, yeah, eighteen months. There, yeah,
0: probably. I'm pretty sure it was yeah, January last year
1: um, that we last spoke. It would have been yeah, because I joined you the November beforehand, and um, yeah, it would have been about January February.
0: Mate, a lot has happened since then. Some very exciting stuff, um, especially with the business. So we'll just recap on the the last chat that we had. Um, when we were last here, very, very new in stone, um, as in for Queensland, um, since then, or at, at that time there were zero,
1: um, Brisbane locations, is that right? Is that what you call it? Yeah. So we, we started formulating a real estate franchise group called stone, uh, real estate. So I came out of the corporate world in the same industry, real estate franchising, and, um, yeah, it took the plunge to... Um, start up from scratch with um, our partners in Sydney to uh, roll the brand out in Queensland. So yeah it's been a journey, uh, a lot of learnings which uh, I expected and uh, a lot of reward as well and, and a few tough times throughout as well, but we're starting to get some good results on the board and um, and yeah some great uh, partners we partner with um, where we stand today and a few more coming on board as well.
0: Lovely. Another few things you spoke about on the first one was also the mindset that you go through every day. So your daily mindset, how you go through about getting ready for work uh, every day, what you do, what it meant to be in your position as well. Um, I guess it it, it was tough because obviously the first podcast, what I didn't do was turn the volume up. You're on fire. (laughs) So, So it was really hard to listen to, but it's still our third highest listen uh, Podcast out of all of them, Here we go, um, so people that do manage to get through it get some really gold nuggets out of it. So, for those that have listened to that, we are maybe going to retouch on a few points, which is fine. Um, but for those that haven't, you'll be able to get all the full details and full HD coming straight <laughs> into your ear holes, which is good. Um, so, mate, let's uh, let let's do a recap. So, we last spoke about mindset now a big thing for you was having that morning routine. Let's walk through what you do now and if anything's changed in the last year.
1: Uh, Not much has changed in terms of how I view each day and how we start each day. So my approach to business, and everyone's got their own business. Um, Everyone's waking up every day and um, in my point of view, everyone needs to give themselves the best opportunity to be themselves. So relating back to that, my routine um, is Remember what's important, not urgent, and make sure to get those important things done, um, all those important tasks being done there as well. So um, you really need to find your purpose every single day. Um, and if you want to equate that into a commercial sense, say our business stone, real estate franchising, profit's going to follow that if you've got your purpose very clear and you can drive towards that purpose every single day there as well. So I go through a daily routine, um, my top three non-negotiables for the day because you and I both know you can get so busy with crap. Mm. You know, you could do 15, 20, if you want to call them tasks, but you haven't really progressed yourself or your business because you're not focusing on what's important there as well. So to have that sort of, and I spend 30 minutes every day um, looking at this high performance planner, that's our black book there underneath the iPad there. And I just take time out, put my phone into flight mode, no distractions, have my little pretender uh, piccolo here. (laughs) And and just do a bit of a daily reset to what's important and making sure I focus on those important tasks there as well. Um, And just remember why I'm doing it and keeping the long-term goal in mind um, there as well. And I find at the end of the day, if I've done those important things, which are non-negotiables, I'll find myself a lot more fulfilled and I can uh, have a good night's sleep at the end of the day as well. Perfect. What are those non-negotiables? Health's definitely one. That's the constant out of the one out of three. Now, health can include physical health. Um, It can include mental health as well. So being conscious and putting your your state, your mental state into the right frame of mind. Uh, Number two, particularly with relation to the business, it's conversations and and making sure I'm having more conversations than not. Um, And looking after our current franchise partners uh, there in the field providing our hands-on support. Um, And it can vary with different tasks through the day. It could be, um cold phone calls could be warm phone calls meeting with suppliers all the important stuff that's going to help us achieve where we want to get to myself get to long term there as well so really a combination of different things um other things i would not prioritize would be you know emails as an example so i check emails twice a day yep um I, there's a lot of um literature out there with you know how often you should be checking emails are like you tied to emails at night but I find within my rhythm, and everyone's rhythm is very different, um, the start of every day, so post doing this high performance plan, I'll, I'll do the checklist, and at the end of every day. Because if I'm on my phone looking at my phone every day, I'm distracted yep. uh, with emails and what have you. If there's an urgent thing or two, I'll keep an eye out. That's gotta come through, but otherwise it's non-negotiable twice a day. Um, and sometimes it's hard, especially at night, to put the phone away, yep. but you need to put the phone away. Definitely. And I, I've learned a few lessons there um, that you need to be present, especially when at home and with the people around you, like my wife, Amy and I, you need to be present in the moment and spend quality time with those people because that's the most important thing that supersedes work or anything else. Definitely. And then what's the third? Oh, the third can be variable um, there as well, and really depending on on where that's at there at the moment. It could mean um, progressing commercial agreements to to get partners on board, uh, working at solutions to um, solve problems, particularly with, you know any issues our franchise partners might have in the field um yeah so pretty much variable but i would get to that stage every single day yeah um but the one constant there's probably health both mental and physical okay
0: perfect and at the moment what
1: are you doing for that mental health and physical health well covid's throwing a few spanners in the works hasn't it mate? hasn't it oh. yeah so you and i probably had a bit of a sabbatical um for like, for like two and a half, three months with uh, yeah, it'd be close to that once you, training. Once yeah. you went and saw Troy, yeah, yeah, definitely. And um, it was funny. I, I sort of, I did miss that. I I tried to do some localized, you know, daily training where there was a lot of running. I've been a traditional runner back in the day and um, and just some localized sort of exercise. But it was funny after that sort of two month mark, particularly two and a half month mark. I noticed, geez, I'm not getting what I need out of this. Yep. Even everything from sleep. Um, to how productive I was and how focused I was during the day, so I'm thankful um, at this point in time restrictions of ease, and we're back into it now. I think third or fourth weekend in, back. Into yeah, training. training. Yep, yeah, yeah. And um, even in that short period of time, I feel stronger, but mentally stronger as well because I'm focusing on the important things with training that matter to me perfect as well so yeah it's been an interesting journey mate Uh, but yeah definitely the physical and mental side of things 100% entwined for me and and I don't want to be you know a Schwarzenegger bodybuilder or anything like that (laughs) or a supreme athlete uh, like the the leader of North Korea but but I I just want to feel strong and I just want to feel healthy and um, the physical dovetails into the mental no doubt about that and vice versa for that matter love that what would be if
0: if the physical aspect was taken out for a second and mainly looking back through COVID, what were you doing for mental health? Now, and I, I totally agree. The physical does help the mental, but if there are those days where you can't get to the gym, you can't get out and exercise, what are you doing for that kind of mental state to keep that in check?
1: Yeah, you've got to, um, and everyone has, that. everyone has self-doubt. Everyone has their little negative thoughts that creep in. So you need to be very conscious of that. And it's almost probably, I don't know, I haven't been into it too much, but a form of meditating, getting yourself into that right mind frame every single day and every single morning, because that sets off the day and how you're going to perform throughout the day. Um, So typically through COVID, I will do my high performance plan. I have my little Pretender Latte, and then Amy and I might take Billy, our dog, for a walk for 30 minutes before we got into anything. And that just sort of opened the mind up there as well. and being conscious of what's in our control. Because within COVID, there's a lot of stuff out of our control. Definitely. Particularly from a commercial sense and personal sense. And you couldn't go to the cafe and have meetings and you know, largely we were stuck homebound. Mm-hmm. Um, so being conscious of what's in your control and doing that really, really well to achieve positive outcomes. Um, and that comes back to one word, resilience. Yep, And more importantly, building resilience. Um, through COVID, a lot of negative Uh, circumstances but you can control that consequence if that makes sense so to control that consequence you've got to put yourself into a learning mindset off the back of a negative circumstance definitely so i was very conscious that every single day and i'm not saying every single day was a beautiful cloud nine day now we had shit that went wrong yep but it's how we reacted to that negative circumstance Um, so applying a learning mindset to uh, negativity was really important rather than playing have a victim mindset to negativity definitely the whole world's going crazy or the whole world is i'm i'm affected blah 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 okay that's great how do we learn from this and how do we adopt a positive uh frame of mind moving forward not only through covid but post covid yeah that fixed or open mindset is massive
0: yeah um so this that that's interesting how do you feel with covid that's come out now not to say that we're in the clear there's some sense of normality that's returned to queensland um which is good the rest of the southern states down the east coast are kind of in the shit at the moment um but how do you feel at the moment covid has affected your resilience and sort of your outlook like do you feel you've come out of the back of that going okay like we can go through something like that we did come out alright and if anything um stones in a better position now after covid um so how do you, how do you feel do you feel anything Beneficial has come from that Or any like good learnings Have come
1: out of COVID Yeah absolutely I think a lot of True personalities come out Through uh, Trying times Yep So learning um, What those personalities are lot like the people around you There as well um, I, I think with the whole COVID situation We still have tough days I still have tough days um, It's the old saying It's a very generic saying But what doesn't kill you Makes you stronger Yeah As well um, but I'm supremely confident we'll come out of this. Um, and, and we've had past experiences, like especially commercial with the GFC back in 08 and yep. different economic situations. So, and, it's, and through that, it's the businesses that um, perform well and are sustainable from a profitability point of view, the ones that pull through there too. Um, I think people have got a bit more real and we have as well with our business and what it looks like. Um, our business is still very high risk because we're still... We're in growth phase. Yep. Whereas a lot of businesses that were established sort of went into, okay, let's make sure we survive. Yep. You know, for us to survive, we need to grow. Yeah. (laughs) So it was almost a bit of a reset for me personally as well, I suppose looking back at it, uh, knowing to keep focusing on growth. Yep. Uh, And a big part of that was our prioritizing our current partners, Um, both our agents and our, our business owners that we've gone into partnership with. Um, to make sure they remain viable and they keep growing as well. Yep. There too. So that was a real priority focus uh, for us. So really interesting. You make the journey's not over either. There's going to be a lot more learnings coming up, and, and dare I say, potentially a few more adverse times economically. Mm, um, definitely. Kind of, yeah, with unemployment, and we still don't know where that's going to hit. Uh, at the moment, with job keeper and job seeker payments being up, it's a bit of a, a facade with the economy potentially. Yeah. You know, when that ends, what does that look like? Um, so the market at the moment is quite good, but what does that look like this time next year? i Definitely what I'm curious around. So
0: yeah, well they've just extended it now as well. So they uh, had to march next year, I heard. Yeah, know? yeah. So not as much, but still there. Yeah, actually. Yeah, it'll be in- very interesting. Let's uh, let's rewind. Walk me through, walk us through what it was like in the lead up to getting the first location. Yep. Under the belt, and then how did you feel?
1: Yeah, it felt great. So that was Shane Evans down at our Northern Gold Coast region at Coomera. Yep. So I'd known Shane for a good sort of 15 years and really admired his business from as far as independent. And yeah, to get that um, that feeling of Shane trusting a brand new startup, not, no one had heard of Stone Real Estate and a lot of people still don't, to be honest, but um, it was a real validation that we're on the right track and I was on the right track uh, with what we believed in with our point of difference model compared to most of the markets. So the feeling was... Yeah, it was excitement. Excitement knowing you on the right track.
0: I think um, a massive kind of respect point, because I, I get to hear a lot about this as well, kind of behind closed doors, but a big respect point that I had was, or that I have is always that if someone isn't a fit for, because you do talk to so many people, you do get, pick up on what they're like. If, if you feel they're not a fit for the business, then higher higher slow fire fast essentially or don't even get
1: them on at all absolutely mate um, actually one big learning I failed to mention before less is more yeah right? and, and what we mean by that um, potentially less people but more quality people mm. and particularly in, um, in franchising the industry of franchising there's been a lot of bad publicity with franchising you know recent years particularly with the retail uh, side of uh, franchising but it's all about quality people. Yep. Because that's what's going to create a sustainable business. And not only in franchising, any business at all. You know, profit and all that comes subsequent to the quality of people you have. Because that's what's going to ensure sustainability in a business there moving forward. And you can even relate that back to not only a commercial sense, but a personal sense. I was at a leadership conference, a little group we have um, oh, about three, four weeks ago, and Ben Eichen spoke at that. Ben Eichen, he's the presenter of few Fox shows, NRL 360, Okay. Um, former league player and quite prominent in that circle. And one thing he mentioned through his presentation was Shrinky World. Yep. Okay. Yeah. And what he meant by that was um, associated people that will provide you the best return, not only you know in a commercial sense, but an emotional sense in your personal world there as well. Because there's a lot of people out there that have got their own interests at heart and only their own interests at heart. And you can easily be consumed into that, whether it's in a commercial sense or even a personal sense. So it's almost with that situation, putting yourself at arm's length and bringing the people that matter most to you and that are empathetic to your plight and cause and care about you closer in, almost having like your own little advisory board. Love that.
0: Mm. Very good. Okay. And speaking of that, with that close circle, you've been able to have a few chats with some pretty prominent people as well when you've head head down south a couple of CEOs of football teams yep. how what w- and this is what I find so amazing is that you're able to have a chat with them but walk us through sort of what you would do if you wanted to have a chat with someone that is at that's quite busy that runs a multi-million dollar team or company how do you go about creating that introduction and then being able to eventually get in front of them and talk about something that's uh important
1: yeah um be yourself don't be afraid to reach out and be passionate um tend to find especially with a lot of those high performing sort of ceos that i relate to and i meet with regularly um it's they love the passion and you can easily tell whether passion is authentic or not and and guess what those ceos have been probably in my shoes um once upon a time, along their journey, yeah, um, especially some of the older ones there too that I'm quite close with. So, um, see so if, if anyone's you know got aspirations out there. Just the best thing you can do is simplify thinking and just reach out. Yep. And speak from the heart. Don't overthink it. Don't be scared to approach. Just, just do it. At the end of the day, but come from a place of passion. That's what's going to win you every day of the week.
0: Will you usually reach out direct or? Is that kind of like you try to get an introduction from someone else?
1: Yeah, combination. I don't try and get an introduction. I'm, I'm just myself around different people, and different people know a lot of people in those circles. So yep. a lot of it's through referral. Um, but with those people I meet who have who referred me on to different CEOs in the group, I'm, I'm very transparent and honest with where I want to get to long-term Yeah, there as well. And the people I want to associate with, And you tend to find those people resonate with that and they equally get passionate about wanting to help you. You know, it's this whole fallacy that, oh, he's too busy, she's too busy to help me, to mentor me. If it's the right person for you, they'll understand your plot and they'll want to help you. Okay. And and that's what gets back to you. Have your own little team, whether it's personally in life or in business. Have your own little team that wants to help you, that can show a bit of empathy, can give you advice in turbulent times. I mean, I've had a lot of advice you know, the last couple of months, external to real estate and franchising from, from different leaders, business leaders, and it's been invaluable. Yeah. It's helped me sort of reset a lot of it because sometimes you can't see from the inside in, but when you have an outside perspective and one that you respect, it can just sort of one percenters, reset your thinking and, and put yourself in a clearer mind space to make better decisions there as well. So, so yeah, sorry, long story short, um, speak from the heart. Don't be afraid to reach out to anyone that is um, an inspiration to you and that you feel could help you on your journey of career growth or personal growth. Very good, there
0: you go, ladies and gentlemen. Reach out. There we go, reach out. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Awesome, mate. So let's now walk through from number one to number four. What was sort of the timeline after you got your, after you got the first location to come on? What was the timeline between two, three and four? And did that fall, somewhat linear or was it kind of up and down a few close together then spread out
1: how'd that work yeah it's um, it was about four or five months between number one and number two yep and similar to three and soon to be four there as well in South Brisbane so it wasn't sort of for us I've never been focused on fast growth yep fast growth can be the devil sometimes definitely and what I mean by that is fast growth can be great but only if you can sustain that mm-hmm there as well, and and that's sticking true to your word by providing the support necessary as you promote to your business partners. So and and again, like I said before, that mantra, making sure that um, you you put quality ahead of quantity there as well. Um, less is more there too. So um, yeah, so probably three four months in between all four there okay. as well, and I'll probably expect that trend to sort of continue moving forward because we don't want to be the biggest. Yep. It's going to be the best we can. Yeah. Um, At the end of the day, and that's that's another one of my little (laughs) sayings. So Craig Bellamy, the Storm coach. Yep. Um, Yeah. This is a team that's probably been the best sporting organisation in Australia in Australia's history, probably outside of some of the teams in the fifties, nineteen fifties. But he's got a very simple philosophy. Every day, make sure you turn up, and every day, make sure you be your best. Very broad, but resonates really well. Definitely. Yeah. And always run two
0: books. Yeah, that's right. Absolutely. Uh, Yeah, but no 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 doubt they are still amazing players. Like they did clearly win the premierships.
1: Well they're Queenslands full side really, aren't they? Majority of Queensland's
0: Um Yeah, love that. So with with the growth, like I I find that to be on like personally, like I, I don't pretend to know everything about franchising, but seeing a company grow, also learning from previous companies that that slow growth with quality is always going to outdo um, essentially uh, a company that grows like Rome, it just gets too big and then collapses in on itself. Yeah. Uh, And you see that all too often. So I feel that that philosophy is just going to set anyone up for success as long as that, like, like you say, as long as that focus on quality and being able to promise what you want to or being able to deliver what you promise yeah um, that would be the key thing and i've seen it from a few different sides where it works and where it doesn't which has been very interesting so
1: yeah that's how i formed yeah. that opinion yeah it, it's an interesting sort of dynamic and what we're saying is like you can definitely have quick growth no question about it and that can be really enjoyable the thing about it, you've got to always ask yourself the question is it sustainable yeah and uh and are you sticking true to your word with what you promise there as well. So we're definitely proponents of, of fast growth, but only if it's sustainable. Mm. Uh, but with our model that less is more approach, we're not a model that will, as an example, we probably could have signed 12, 15 franchise partners up by now. We haven't, because you know we, we signed five year agreements, in two or three years time, we could have half a dozen, and that's just gonna be detrimental to the brand, and that's not sustainable, yeah. a, as a broad example. But with our business partners, anything's possible. And, and I think it's important in life to think big. Mm. But think big for, number one, your purpose and what you want to achieve. And number two, make sure it's sustainable for your purpose. And don't get too carried away with the dollar signals. Yep. That'll follow inherently.
0: Perfect. So let's talk about um, what's been going on in the... Like, so this is more now personal life. Yep. So it's been going on uh, with you and your wife. Um, Essentially, if we rewind how... Well, let's. Well, I'll, I'll let you do the explaining, so I don't. Yeah, no, no,
1: all good. Thanks, mate. Um, yeah, Amy and I've been going through IVF, which has been, gee, a, yeah, turbulent journey mm. to say the least, and um, very time consuming, very costly. Uh, importantly, very emotional, up and downs, and what you go through, and uh, and not so much for myself, but more for, for Amy. If I'm being brutally honest, and it does affect me 100, but the physical stuff that Amy said to go through is, yeah, pretty crazy. And it, it's funny. It's one of those things where, I suppose, pre-IVF and even going through it and somewhat now, it's been a bit of a taboo subject. Yeah. People aren't really that, or haven't been traditionally that open with it. Yeah. I'm not sure why that is. Maybe it's just, some people have seen it as a, as a failure, not being able to conceive naturally or what have you, but it shouldn't, shouldn't be viewed that way at all. Definitely not. We're just so fortunate to be in this age where, hopefully god willing touch wood um, we can conceive a little one um, yeah you know with all the the science and everything else um, associated with so yeah it, it's been a journey and again that's probably been another layer you know through covid and pre covid and starting a business up that we've had to sort of deal personally and and again we've had to just both of us be in a very uh, cliche positive mindset and yep. and and, and, a, and a resilient mindset there too to keep uh, keep a system with it
0: Definitely. So, how how long has this process been happening?
1: I'd say early to mid last year, so it would have been twenty nineteen. Yep. Uh, we started investigating it and investigated some more. The cost, the ins and outs, the emotional toll mm. up and down, and um, yeah, so it's it's been quite a lengthy process. And for a lot a lot of other people, since we found out, it's 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 been going for years without the opportunity to conceive a little one. Not for us, but other people. So it's, yeah, so it's, it's a definite toll, um, on that. And and obviously as every year goes on, um, we get a bit older as well. So, um, so there's that to consider there too. So yeah, about 18 months now.
0: I, I personally didn't, I I knew what IVF was, but in my mind, I always thought like, oh yeah, you do IVF, it just kind of happens. I also had no idea about the associated cost that came with it. I thought there was a cost, but nothing like it is. And really the longer it goes on, the more that cost climbs. So I think talking about it is very important because since you and I have been talking about it at training, I now see more people that are trying it and that they are starting to become a little bit more open, which I think is great. And I think the more people can talk about it, you can start to almost set yourself up with that sort of mindset, what to expect, what some people have gone through. Um, one of the couples at the gym, they did IVF and it actually happened very quickly. So they were lucky, couldn't do it naturally, but IVF, had just worked, which is great. And then you hear about yourself and Amy, which have been going a little bit longer, um, 18 plus months. Um, and then you hear other people that have tried for much, much longer and one thing that all of this comes back is you see couples that are so that want children so bad what one thing that I notice especially from women that have had babies is the first thing they do is complain about those stretch marks and now I'm at the point of thinking that there are people out there that would give anything for those stretch marks so what is something that's so uh or such a pain point for you someone would die for essentially yeah. and i think that's really good and that's just changing that mindset for that obviously on your body knowing what other people have to go through and the you know the the costs associated not only financially but emotionally so i, I think it,
1: it's definitely something that needs to be spoken a lot more about 100% yeah and particularly the emotional toll it's yeah and, and again we spoke about earlier in, in the podcast that you know the emotion and mental Flows onto physical and, and stress comes into it and managing that. So there's a whole raft of flow on effects from it. So to manage that um, regularly, i.e. daily, start it every day is, is an important thing to do. And when I said earlier about shrinking your world, um, and I suppose a, a great lesson for me is, is sticking closer to the important people in my life. And for me, that's you know, number one Amy, yep. if I'm being really honest. So she's my priority every day. Um, and it's sort of been a good reset for me going through this process to realise that there as well. So, and you've only got so much time in a day to utilise and you need to use it well with what matters to you personally. So so whilst there's been, and i talk about this resilience again, I'll keep going back to what we've discussed, but resilience, you know, negative consequences. Okay, IVF doesn't work the first, second, third time, whatever. Okay, what can we learn from that yep. there as well? So instead of thinking that the poor me victim mentality, what can we learn from it? What can we maybe tweak or do a bit better next time? And, and let's keep the end in mind what we're trying to achieve. Uh, and that's when you, you really build your true resilience up, and you've got that approach. Definitely. as well.
0: Walk us through some of the changes that had to be made in your life in order to facilitate something like this. Like, were there many changes? What did you have to do?
1: Yeah, economically, there were definitely changes. Um, we're fortunate to have this. You know, beautiful you know, little home that we bought, uh, moving back up to Brisbane a few years ago, and so that was a good setting down. But, um, bit some economic changes, so saving on some, you know, day to day monthly expenses to to fund. the yep. Um, changes. Yeah, just simple things like making sure we, we kept in a we keep in a regular physical routine as best we can with our, you know our daily jobs, which is can be quite taxing, and particularly for Amy as well. Yep. Uh, making sure that that continues. Um, and probably with that, just with each other, just keeping ourselves upbeat with each other yep. there as well. That was really, yeah, that's been really important as well. Um, both of us can have up and down times, maybe right. not at the same time. So it's just being there supporting each other around yep. that too. So and just being a bit more conscious of that, I suppose. I'm probably speaking to myself even more than anyone. <laughs> <laughs> not so much, Amy, but um, yeah, just being a bit more conscious and in the moment and understanding of each other and what we're going through
0: perfect well that's that's great great to start to understand some of it and that obviously like it it shouldn't be taboo like a lot more people should know about this um so they can start to understand what to expect start to build some of that resilience beforehand if it is an avenue that they need or want to go down Um, so yeah, very important. So let's lighten it back up. <laughs>
1: there we
0: go. Um, not that there's anything sad about that, no, but just mean. to change the subject. So now let's talk about coming out of lockdown the yep. last couple of months. We've come back into training. We've been able to use that as a reset, which was really good. Um, you went and saw Troy, who's also been on the podcast previously, um, gave us all the things that you need to work on, which we need to work on in the gym together as well. What have been, have you taken any other sort of resets um, out of COVID? Like being able to use it as sort of, all right, sweet, here's a, or not, not so much a reset, more of a calibration.
1: Yeah. Uh, understanding, I need to look after my body. <laughs> um, 38 now. And I think we've discussed many times. I don't, I don't want to be, shorts short but I don't want to be one of those 65, 70-year-old men who are decrepit with a hunchback and just lame.
0: Yep, <laughs> i <makes> yeah. <laughs>
1: You know, and uh, I want to be active. I want to be healthy. If we're fortunate down the track to have a, a little one, I will yep. be active for them because obviously we're about to age around that. So probably a bit of a realization around that how important it is because um, we've been training how long four, eighteen months or thereabouts consecutively, and it's always important, especially to get into that right mindset. But even not doing that in that fashion, we were doing. Um, yeah, you come to realize shit means it means a hell of a lot to how important it is for me to be my best self every day. There too, so that was a really big realization. And it was funny going to Troy, and it's good that you two work so closely with each other because it's sort of like mixing mixing the science with the art a little bit. Yep. There too, every single great body. analogy. Yeah, it is. Fine. Yeah, it's not bad. Is it? <laughs> but every single body's different, right? And um, even over that two or three months, I. Had, know some lower back pain and upper back pain and we discussed it my core went to absolute shit (laughs) and I knew that was probably a bit of a cause we went to Troy and yeah he was great he sort of identified it straight away and even after a couple of sessions I was right to go but he identified you know where I need to sort of you know be sort of fairly robust and keep my strength and obviously that was that thoracic and then he chatted to you and yep it was a good combination so put me at ease and we're on the right track and we're doing the things to make sure i don't become that decrepit 65 old <laughs> <laughs> yep
0: perfect mate so moving forward with the business with everything that's happened now you can't get out you start talking have you got much in the pipeline that's going on at the moment what are some big things that you're looking forward to
1: yeah, absolutely, so continually growing the business um, over the next sort of 12, 18 months thereabouts is sort of more short to medium term goals. Um, and keeping it simple, mate, we can complicate it with strategies upon strategies and corporate dialogue, but it, keeping it simple, it's growing the business with great quality people, good quality human beings that, have, that share our objective of growth there as well, keeping it nice and simple. So it's my job to make sure I give myself the opportunity to keep having those conversations ongoing there as well. So in its simplest sense, that's what it is, mate. Yeah. Perfect. And how are you
0: feeling about uh, the footy that's coming up? We're all uh, in Queensland now. I think there's, what, like there's 14 games in 14 days or something?
1: Oh, which footy are we talking about? about AFL? Or all, all of them. I think it's all <laughs> of them.
0: Yeah, there's 14 matches in 14 yeah. days straight starting next Tuesday. Yeah, the
1: AFL are on a bit of a warpath to fill their games in. So a big bonanza for um, a lot of Victorian AFL club fans. Most of the teams up here playing over it. Actually, our first franchise partner, Shane, he's a mad Richmond Tiger supporter. He's loving going to the Metricon on the goal. <laughs> <versus Canada laughs> Perfect. So, no, it's good. It's, it's, it, mate, I suppose with the football, it, it's a real ingrained in our culture, isn't it, whether it's rugby league or AFL, and it's good that we've got that constant to refer back to. Definitely. That sort of release. Because even that sort of eight, ten weeks it was off rule, I know I was going to get mad. <laughs> yeah, oh, there was.
0: I think people were watching like Korean badminton, <laughs> oh, just no, just yeah. they had
1: something to oh, watch. Just crazy, yeah. I think Amy had all well, this Geordie Shore TV. Oh. Like, what's <laughs> going on? Get me out of here! <laughs> oh no, mate, that's great.
0: So one last thing I want to touch on has there been a point in the last eighteen or so months since we well, actually no, just over twelve months? Have you had any? Any of your current beliefs changed recently? So you thought one thing, but since then something else has changed?
1: Not so much my, my beliefs, but um, just a re- reset or like you said a bit of a recalibration of understanding and recognizing what's important, like I was saying before. Um, it's, that's been very healthy for me individually and speaking to other people uh, that are close to me and I've been through different conversations I think that's been fairly widespread with the right-minded people um, there as well so yeah and, and again like a head part on about, that's got to be a, a conscious daily thought pattern to remember what's important and just recalibrate into that because you can get so caught up in the world can't you can you get so caught up in day-to-day crap stuff that's not important driving the fanciest car here having this having that all the material things it's completely inconsequential Definitely. At the end of the day, you, you, you need to do the stuff every day that makes you, as an individual, fundamentally happy. And that's very different to a lot of different people. So having the realization, we, you know, for me, what makes me fundamentally happy and the people that matter most to me was the biggest paradigm shift or the biggest mind shift I've had. Uh, but my beliefs and everything else has sort of changed. I sort of, I sort of stayed the same, not changed there as well. But that sort of mindset's changed definitely.
0: Perfect. You just answered my next question, which was what would be the biggest mindset change that's happened. So. Oh, there we go. We need an extra. Yeah, there we go. You <laughs> must be
1: reading each other's uh, eyes, mate. You got beautiful eyes, way like <laughs> <laughs>
0: Thanks, mate. Oh, you know it's funny. I was I was just saying the other day. I'm like, it's so important. I find now, especially after we've come out of COVID, that it's so important for people just to pay other people compliments when when they're deserved and especially the opposite sex to not make it look bad so always make it a point when I'm in the gym if like there's any of the girls are wearing something that, that you know looks good looks flattering on them. way, like hey like, I really like those tights really like those shoes obviously in a strictly platonic sense yeah. Uh, I think it's really important just to sort of not let people buried, get buried down and you know so you don't know if they're having a bad day so it might just be that one nice thing that you say brings them up and then they might pass on a compliment
1: so I think oh it's, it's the old saying what you put out is what you get back definitely pay forward um that's a really important thing uh, even if something's you know, just keep smiling uh, there's, there's so many people that i'll come across in my talks and you can just tell this this dark clouds over them constantly 24 mm. 7 and they're just in that inertia where they don't really want to want to acknowledge or understand they're completely unhappy because they're caught up in the unimportant things and it's funny. Then you see the next person; they're happy and smiling. Yep. And you you radiate that energy back. Definitely. There too. So a lot of how you are is going to represent how people are around you, if that makes sense.
0: Oh mate, at the end of the day, we're monkeys and we feed off each other's body language. Oh, we do. So
1: absolutely, mate. Spot on. So it's um, so again, again, that's a daily conscious thing. You need to put yourself into that that mindset of making sure, okay, three KPIs per day, three smiles per day. Yep simple (laughs) that'll that'll change your life where's the drum set on that one
0: (laughs) (laughs) perfect mate and if you could have the opportunity to talk to absolutely anyone that's alive today who would you love to get in front of
1: gee that's a cracking question isn't it wow that's alive yeah alive yeah I um you know I'm a rugby league nut um Cameron Smith from the Storm okay Yeah, he's I think, not even arguably, just clear the best ever player that's played the game since 1908, and he's still a current player. And the lessons and learnings he would have learned being a captain of his club, his state, his country, Um, I just think it'd be phenomenal just to pick his brain um, around leadership, around building a high performance culture, um, and remaining himself, with Cameron Smith, and typically in an Australian sport, he's been the victim of some really big, tall poppy syndrome. Yep. 100%. And you hear it every other week on the, on the media, they're trying to drag the bloke down. Yep. Oh, that's it's, just typical Australian culture oh, at the end is. of the day, isn't yeah. it? And particularly Southern culture, New South Wales. Yeah, <laughs> there we go. Stop <laughs> so trying to trick here. Um, but how to handle that? And, and you're seeing him play. He's, he's late 30s and he's, he's playing and through the game and after the game, he's got a smile on his face. Yeah. So I just love to pick his brain on those sort of core topics. Um, yeah, and what makes him tick. Yeah, it's, it's funny. I never thought of that question before, and that just sort of came top of mind. Perfect. Yeah. I'll um, let you know when I've had a chat with
0: him. Yeah, beautiful. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure it'll be soon. Just no, who knows, mate? I'll just, just, give I'll, him. I'll, I'll
1: just reach out with that passion.
0: Yeah, mate. yeah. Want to have a chat, mate? <laughs> yeah. Perfect, Scotty. Well, mate, thanks so much for coming on for the second uh, time. Really appreciate it. I'm glad I can see now, like all the squiggles on the on the laptop that it's actually working. So actually working, so working, yeah. We're in full HD, which no, is I good. I like
1: it,
0: <laughs> Scotty, mate. Uh, all the best. Hope the business keeps going. I hope everything. Uh, with you and Amy, works out um, for the best. So, mate, really appreciate you coming on. And uh, I'm going to see you tomorrow anyway in the gym. Champion, thanks, mate. Make sure you work me hard. <laughs> All right, guys, thanks for tuning in. Uh, make sure, team, that you give a like on the podcast. Share this for us. Uh, and if you learn anything from Scotty, make sure you post that up uh, on Instagram. Remember, it is ATP, and is our handle. Uh, and, yeah, thanks, team.